it started with a personal crisis, but I transformed this into a learning experience and it opened doors for me like I could not have imagined before. Welcome to the Self Starter Podcast, a place where stories are shared from women, just like you, who left the colorless corporate world with an idea and a passion and ran with it to create the vibrant life they always wanted to live. My name is Megan Tobler, and every week I'll be bringing real women to you to share their entrepreneurial journey in hopes of inspiring you to take the very first step of your own. Sometimes the hardest part is just to start. So come on, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. Let's go. Imagine the ability to make an income around the clock, whether you are working or not. That's the ultimate dream, right? Today's guest, Sophie Van Tigelen, has mastered how to bring in passive income through course creation and is now helping others to do the same. In this episode, she shares how she began her entrepreneurial journey after a health diagnosis, how you can identify a course topic for yourself without being a scholar in the field, and immediate action steps you can take today to start building a course of your own. If you've ever desired the ability to make passive income, then this episode is for you. Sophie, I have really been looking forward to this conversation, like part of what I was telling you offline for selfish purposes, because I'm looking to create my own course one day. So today you are a online course expert. So I'd love to just learn a little bit more about who you are and really how you got into the course creation space. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. And that's a great question. And you know what? The answer evolved all the time for me because I keep learning about myself. And so it's a journey. I just wanted to put this out there. But I started my online career after actually having health troubles. So one day in the middle of the night, I woke up. I thought I was having a heart attack because I had all the symptoms. But just kidding. It was just a panic attack. You know, they often get confused one for the other. I went to the R, but, you know, they just confirmed, no, you're all good. It's just, just a panic attack. And so that was the beginning of a really hard time for me because I kept having these panic attacks on repeat every night. And then, you know, soon enough, I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping. Something was obviously wrong with me. So I'm going to fast forward all the doctor's visits and lab tests and all that. And I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease which attacks your thyroid, which is pretty common in terms of autoimmune disease. So this means that I had to find a solution, an answer, because conventional medicine didn't have really any answers. My doctor told me, well, your thyroid levels are still okay right now. We'll wait until your thyroid is like wrecked, basically, before we give you medication. So, okay. Uh, So I was sent back home to deal with all this by myself. So I'm someone who likes to find solutions. Otherwise, I feel very helpless. And then I dove into Dr. Google and I made research and I kept searching the internet for people who had had the same experience as me and what they had done. And then I found a few blog posts of people who had used uh, food to get better. So I started experimenting. I dove into this and um, fast forward, I used diet as a medicine and I completely changed the way I was eating I took out all the inflammatory food and I got better slowly. So when I was feeling good again, I decided, hey, I have to share my story with people because I had suffered so much. It was really hard. And if I could 
help at least one person to not go through what I had been through, it would have meant like it was a success for me. So I started blogging, sharing recipes about the special diet, how I made it and lifestyle adjustment, you know, stress reduction, taking care of your sleep. And so that took off and I became a very successful blog. And then I went on publishing four cookbooks and I built my first online course teaching people how to get on the diet. And then in the back of the online course, I set up a membership because once they knew how to get on the diet and what were the basic principles, then I was sending them recipes every week in my membership. So that's how I built my business model. Like it started with a personal crisis, but I transformed this into a learning experience and it opened like doors for me, like I could not have imagined before. Fast forward again, you know, other people in my network, other food bloggers reached out to me. How did you do that? How did you build your online course? And, and then I started consulting with people and I thought, huh, you know, I, maybe uh, I could make a living out of this. And then I got just so tired of cooking all the time because when you are a food blogger, you're kind of stuck in your kitchen. So I knew I lost my mojo for cooking all the time. And I realized I really enjoyed helping people build their courses. So those two together meant that I pivoted and became an online course coach and expert. Wow, what an incredible journey. It stemmed out of a crisis where you were having these panic attacks and then it turned into this autoimmune disease. But mm -hmm. in all of my conversations with women, a lot of what they create stems out of a personal need. And clearly you were looking to find a way to be able to heal yourself through diets because the medicine just really wasn't ready for the stage of this autoimmune disease that you had. So mm -hmm. you went and you did a lot of research. You started blogging and cooking and really helping other people here. And from there, it just exploded and it evolved as the timing was right into different cookbooks. And then eventually the course, because people were asking for help and it's like, why not maximize this and, and help more people at a time? And fun yes. fact, we probably don't need to dive too far into this, but something that you should know about me is I was actually recently diagnosed with Hashimoto's myself. Oh my God. I had no idea. Oh my God. You see, it's very common and there are answers to this. <laughs> you yes, can and get that's them. what I'm learning. It's like people don't talk about this, but I think that they need to because a lot more people are going through this than we even realize. So the fact that you were able to take potentially unfortunate circumstance and turn it into a positive and have such an impact on so many people's lives, that to me is like so rewarding. And I'm very inspired by your story already. And we just started hitting record. Thank you so much. <laughs> and this goes also to illustrate that you don't need to be a scholar or, you know, a college professor in order to create an online course. You can be sharing any type of, of skills you have acquired during your life, whether it's, you know, science, mathematics, or something from everyday life, how to overcome a challenge. And you can transform this into a course because other people have the same problems as you have, and they are dying to have an answer. Absolutely. And, and courses are such a great way to be able to help people, like I mentioned, help out have a larger impact. Because when you're doing things like coaching and consulting, it's really that one-on-one -on -one relationship, which is beautiful, but you can only help so many people at a time. So mm -hmm. having a course allows you to 
take all this knowledge that you've been able to accumulate over the years and really help more people figure out a solution to whatever it is that they're looking to solve. So eventually you decided to make this course on really how to get people on this diet. Why did you decide to get into the course space at that point in time? Well, so at the time I was still recovering and, you know, there were days where I was not feeling 100%, like we all are. And I thought, what better way to foolproof my career, to be always available to help people, but also to be able to take a step back when I need it. So my course is, is still out there. I'm still selling it. It's still available every day to help people on their journey, even if I'm not available or if I'm not, I'm doing something else, but it's there for them. So it's a win-win situation. It allows people to take the course on their own time when they have the, the ability to do it. And then for me, it was a way to create an additional revenue, you know, financial independence has always been top of mind for me. It's very important for my own safety as a person. So it helps you create more revenue and be more present for your audience without having to put in more work. Well, and especially coming from the food blogger space where you said you're constantly in your kitchen developing new recipes and, and documenting every single thing, that takes a lot of time and energy. With Hashimoto's, there are times where you're going to have higher energy levels than others. So to be able to create a course generates the opportunity for passive income. So it allows you to make money when your energy levels are maybe having like a dip and you're able to do it once and it just consistently puts money into your pocket when you hear that little ka-ching or whatever comes through. That's such a great feeling knowing that you're still able to help someone even when you're potentially sleeping or having an energy dip. Yeah. And you know, so I'm talking about health problems, but it could also be that you are a caretaker for a loved one and you don't have a lot of time available. You have to take care of your mother, your father, but you still need more income. You could be creating and selling this course on the side, or if you are in corporate and you know, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't continue. I, this is not working for me anymore, but it might look scary, like to make the switch from corporate to being an entrepreneur starting from scratch. You could imagine building this course while you are still in your job, in your day job, or you know, just getting on a part-time and then on the other part-time you start building your business and you start building your course. It's like, it allows you a transition. It's a buffer. It's a buffer, but it also has the potential to be your main driver of revenue as well. If it completely explodes and, and really takes off here. So I know you mentioned that it's everyone, no matter your background has something to share. So how would someone really get started with creating their, their own course? Mm -hmm. So if you were to come to me today and say, Hey, Sophie, I would like to start a course, but I have no idea where to start. I don't even know what I could teach. So you have first take a, a good look at your skills, right? And maybe working with a coach would help you because clarity is the hardest thing to get. I find in all this entrepreneur adventure that we are all sharing. It's to get clarity on what your next step should be. So identifying your skills, making a little inventory. And when you know your skills, like try to identify 
your audience? Who could you be helping with this? And I have a free mini course actually, in which I help people find and validate a good course topic so that you know you have more chances of it being profitable in the future. And so it's really about knowing so what you want to offer and then diving into the minds of your audience through different channels to discover what they're struggling with, how they're talking about it, and then are there already solutions that exist on the market? Your competitors, right? And is there a gap? Is there a gap that you could fill with your offer? Something that would be unique about you. So I know like a lot of courses are there now, but you still have a chance of making your own little niche just by positioning yourself differently. Maybe this person is doing a course taking this angle and you, you are gonna do it with a cohort and you are going to offer more hands-on practice and exercises to people. So it's about positioning yourself too. So I would start there, validate your ID to make sure that it's a profitable one before you invest the time, the energy and your money into building the course. Yeah, validating the idea is really important first. And I think how you do that is through the market research, like we were just describing, really understanding your audience. What are they struggling with? What are they talking about? Who else is doing this or who else is targeting these people? So do you have any advice for how to go about doing some of this market research for people that are looking to go into course creation? Yeah, the ones I use the most is first, I go into Facebook groups related to my niche. And I looked at the conversation. What are people struggling with? What kind of conversation they are having? So right there in the comments in Facebook group, you can tell what's the problem, right? That you could help them solve. And then the second one, it's like very simple. Get on calls with people. If you already have a social media presence, it's a little bit easier because you put out a call like, hey, I'm conducting this market research and I'm looking for five people to answer my questions. In exchange, I will provide you with this. And you just get on calls with people and you ask them questions like, what are you struggling with? And what have you tried before that hasn't worked? And what goals would you like to achieve? So those two are really what I would advise first. It's really all about connection and networking. Um, I think that's really key with what you just said here. It's like putting yourself out there having conversations with people, that's really the, your target audience here, making sure that you're really defining who that is that you're looking to have conversations with and who you're looking to help at the end of the day. So once they get this clarity, they understand what skills they have to bring to the table. They understand their audience, what they need, what they're looking for, the gaps in the marketplace. So they validated this idea like you were talking about. What should they do next? Okay, so you know that the two most Google search related to online course or how to build an online course and how to sell an online course. So we know that these are the two biggest pain points of people, like how to build. So you want to make sure for success. What does success looks like? It means selling a lot of courses, having good testimonials and changing the lives of people thanks to your course. So that takes two main element. It's to have a transformational course and to have a good marketing, right? So let's start with the transformational course. What does that look like? Well, 
you need to have a good outline first. So what I advise to build the outline or the structure of your course is to think in terms of where is your audience at right now? Where do you want them to be at the end of your course? So a transformation is going to happen. So divide this transformation into milestones that they need to hit on their way. And these are going to be the big modules of your course. And then inside each module, inside each milestone, how can you divide this into lessons so that each one of them build on the previous one in a logical manner? So when you do this approach of building your course, you build the skeleton and then you fill the skeleton with your content, you have way more chances to provide a real transformation. Instead of, you know, it's not just like, putting information together and then voila. (laughs) Does that make sense when I'm explaining? (laughs) Definitely. So you're putting together basically an outline first, like breaking it into different modules and then from there, different milestones to really provide that ultimate transformation. Now, when someone's just getting started with a course, is there a specific length that you recommend for their course to be? Well, so, you know, five years ago before the pandemic, Big signature courses were quite quite the trend, but it's not the case anymore. The trend now, the trend based on, you know, what I see with people, what I read online is that people don't have the time to invest a lot of time into learning a new skill. They need focused learning. They need small courses. So don't think that bigger is better. Actually, if you want to cram The whole sum of your knowledge that's in your head into one course, that's going to be too much. That's a recipe for disaster because it leads to overwhelm. And the number one reason why people are dropping out and not achieving the transformation is overwhelm. So smaller is better. Teach one skill. So basically quick transformations, something that they can do immediately. Yes, quick transformation, a course that doesn't require like six months to go through. And so would you recommend that someone builds this out as a self-paced course? Or I know that there's also talks about doing live launches where it's a combination of take the course as well as I'm hosting this live component to it. What have you found to be the most successful in really the build out stage here? Mm -hmm. So I would like to answer your question from two perspectives, the perspective from the course builder and then the perspective from the student. So from the perspective of the course builder, when I coach my client, I don't have a one size fits all. This is what you need to do because everybody's different. We have different personalities. Some people are not comfortable leading life cohorts, right? And so we have to take into consideration your personal circumstances, your stamina, your availability. And so we work together to decide what is the best online course for you as a course builder. So when it comes to the student, in my experience, there are three basic course models. The first one is the completely self-paced. So you record everything in advance and the student go through the lessons on their own time by themselves. So there is no connection, real-time connection between the teacher and the student. So this is called asynchronous learning. So the second model is where everything is happening live. Like you said, the cohorts. 
And there, the teacher can give feedback and guidance, answer questions in real time, which is very valuable for the student, but it requires a lot of availability, a lot of stamina and energy. Like I said, it is totally draining. Like I've talked to people who have led cohorts like this, and they say, well, when I come out of this, I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm drained. Don't ask me anything. So this is the synchronous learning, right? So the third model, in my opinion, is the best for the student because it offers them the best of both worlds. So you have a small pre-recorded course with some content that they can go through the lessons at their own pace. And then they have the chance to connect with you during live sessions. It could be weekly, it could be monthly. And those live sessions happens on Zoom, for example, and other people in the course can also attend. So you have this connection with the teacher and you also have the connection with the other student. And this is synergetic. So this is the one that performs the best, right, in terms of sales. But, you know, it might not be the best option for you. So again, you have to decide what is best for you. And that's where the clarity comes in as well. Really understanding clarity is not only identifying what sells, but what stage of life are you in? What are you really needing in this online course? What do you want things to look like? I think it, it goes back to what you were talking about with clarity. Absolutely. Yes. And you have clarity when working with, with another person, or if you are lucky with your partners or a friend who's knowledgeable, because remember, you always want to have qualified feedback, right? Definitely. And one of the reasons why I've been so excited about this conversation is like I mentioned at the very beginning that I am looking to develop my own course mm -hmm. and I've listened to a ton of podcasts. I've invested in trainings and I even have access to your free training as well. So really excited to dive into that. But a lot of people have said that, oh, you need to do a live launch. And the season of life that I'm in is very different because I am entering into motherhood where I've never never done anything like this before. And I know my time is going to look very different than what it looks like today. So I personally am looking for something that is going to allow me to have this larger impact. That's going to allow me to help other people and share my knowledge, but not have to be present 24 seven. Again, I don't know what my life is going to look like. So I like that you broke it down into those three different options and saying that it's really different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Online courses, again, there is no one size fits all solution. And what you have seen someone on the internet that you know doing and it's successful for them doesn't mean it's the solution for you. There are many, many options. Yeah. And we're talking about how to build these courses now. And you've obviously done a lot of research on your own. You are also helping other people develop their own courses. So if you had to identify kind of the biggest things that are really not serving people in their course development, are there any trends that you're seeing across the board? And if so, Really, how can we make sure that we're avoiding that moving forward? So actually, the biggest mistake that I see is going to be, you know, remember in your previous question, I said there are two elements for a successful course. Well, I'm going to address this. The second element that you need, and if you don't do, you're not going to make a lot of sales, is if you forget about the marketing, right? 
because the best course in the world is not going to sell if you don't put it out there. People are not going to know about your course. And if you wait until you are done building your course to start worrying about who am I going to sell this course to, that is too late. So when I work with my clients from day one, we address this question. So while we work in parallel, we work on building the course. And then the second one is the marketing. Who are you going to sell this course to, to these people? Where do they hang out? How are you reaching out to them, right? So we need to have from day one, these elements in place that are going to allow you to put yourself out there, to get your people on your email list and to build your audience. And you need to be doing this on repeat all the time while you build your course. That means that when you are ready to launch, you will have a warmed up audience and those are going to be your first clients. And I think this is a really important topic to discuss because especially as women, we typically do a really good job at packaging the material and making it beautiful and, and perfect, but there's a little stigma around selling but you're never going to make any money unless you actually sell the product that you made. So it, this is so important because you could have the best product out there, but if no one knows about it, you're not going to help anyone and it's just going to sit there. You're talking about creating this warmed up audience in anticipation for this course launch. And that's through like obviously social media and building your email list and things like that. And you're doing it while you're building this course. So what kind of things are you really talking about in potentially your newsletters or your online social presence to prepare your warm audience for this upcoming launch? First, you want to make them problem aware, right? I don't like to tell people you have a problem, but you have to tell them you have a problem without telling it. And so by telling stories or telling your story, you will bring people to understand that, oh, yes, this is a problem I'm encountering and how can I solve this? And so once they become problem aware, they enter into the consideration phase where they're starting to actively look for solutions. And that's when you want to position yourself. So yes, I have a solution for you. And this is why I am the best solution for you. What makes me unique, right? And so you want also to provide small wins in your newsletter. So you don't want to give away the whole farm, but like quick wins that would help them. If you could solve a few problems, a few small problems at the beginning of their journey. And if they, they can successfully solve this small problem, it would logically lead for them to buy into your bigger product after. So it really comes down to storytelling. People need to really be able to picture themselves in your content. They need to relate to what you're going through. And if they are doing that, you're getting them into the awareness stage, which then brings them to the consideration stage where you're able to nurture them a little bit more deeply. That way, when you do have the product to sell, they're really warmed up, ready to buy. You had mentioned that you're doing this as you're actually building the course. So there's really no product to sell leading up to this, right? Sometimes? Well, Depends where you are in your business, but you could have a lead magnet, right, to offer. That's what I advise my clients to have very early on is to be able to offer a lead magnet. Like for me, it's a free mini course. It makes sense since I'm an online course expert. And so you use this product, free product to get them on your email list. 
I think that's genius. And it already shows the value that you bring to the table too. It's kind of like their entry-level way into seeing the quality of the content that you are providing. So that way, when they do make the investment, they know that their money is going to be well spent. Yeah, you give them a, a taste of what it's going to look like to be working with you or to buy your product, what they can expect. Definitely. And I know that you have a couple different ways to work with you. You had already alluded to the free mini course that is your lead magnet, drawing people in to be able to get them on that nurture sequence. But you also have two other options. You have the course creation jumpstart as well as the course creation fast track. Can we just break down what each one of those entail and what it would be like to work with you if someone mm -hmm. was looking to create a course of their own? Thank you for asking the question. <laughs> so the first level, the course creation jumpstart, it's really for people who feel like they are do-it-yourselfers, right? They, they want to create their course themselves, but they just need guidance. They just need to know about the roadmap and the different steps they should go through to make sure they're on the right track, right? That they don't go off like in the bushes when they should be going this way. So that is a 90-minute deep dive session where I encourage them first to take the free mini course to validate their course topic so that when they come to me, they have this clarity around what their course is going to be about and their ideas, right? And so we really dissect their idea. Is it profitable? And here is the roadmap. And then they go on their own. And so my next product is a 12-week done with you package where I help I work with people in collaboration to build their first course during this three months window. So it's for people who are busy, who know that they really want to get a course out. They want to get it done and they know that they will get to the end faster if they hire an expert to help them. And so I'm assuming with the three month program, you're not only helping them build it, but you're also mentoring them and coaching them on how to sell it as well. So I'm kind of a one-stop shop because I'm not going to have to go and hire someone to do your launch or hire someone to help you create your video. Like we do everything inside the program from ideation to the launch, how to sell. We build a course launch campaign for them. Wonderful. And I know your preferred platform for course creation is Kajabi. Curious just to understand like why that is your recommended platform of choice and really how you help your clients get onto the platform as well. Mm -hmm. So remember when I told my story at the beginning, I used to be a food blogger and then I had my first course. And at that time I was, well, I still have my blog. It's on WordPress. It's called a squirrel in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about, okay, I don't want to go and invest in a more expensive platform. I want to use my WordPress website, and then I'm going to go and buy this plugin that I'm going to add to my website, and I'm going to go and I'm going to use this newsletter provider to handle all the students, and I'm going to have to go and sign up with PayPal and Stripe to, to sync my payment and my checkout. So see all these pieces that you have to put together. And I did the calculation how much all of these pieces would cost me. I did the math and I realized that it was more expensive than going and buying into Kajabi, which is an all-in-one platform. That's all you need. And also, when you go with an all-in-one platform, you don't have to spend time making sure that all these pieces talk to each other. So if you are tech savvy, fine, maybe you enjoy this. 
But if you are not, like you can spend hours trying to make, you know, pieces talk to each other and, and your time is valuable. That's not the best place to spend your, your brain power. So I looked into online course platforms and I decided to go with Kajabi because it has everything. You can have your website, your newsletter, your payment processing, your checkout, everything is automated and you have your funnels and then you can have your course, your membership, your communities, your podcast. It's like everything in the same place and you don't have to worry about if they are all going to work together. It's seamless. I love that. Music to my ears. I mean, I've heard such incredible things about Kajabi myself. So it's one of the platforms that I'm definitely considering moving forward, especially because obviously we have, I have this podcast platform, I'm creating community. So it really just makes sense to be able to have everything in one spot because goodness knows uh, I am not tech savvy whatsoever. So I I need something simple in my life for sure. Simple yet effective. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Powerful. Like if you have, this this is something I say each time when someone asks me, well, which platform should I choose? Choose thinking about where you would like your business to be in five years. And you have to choose a platform that will allow your business to grow into this vision that you have. Because if you don't, then you're going to be limited. You're going to have to go and buy those pieces and start adding stuff together. It's a mess. It's a mess. (laughs) <laughs> That's amazing advice. And and kind of on the topic of advice, you've shared some great how-tos and really diving into course creation in general here today. You've been an entrepreneur for years now. I know you said it started back in the day with the panic attacks and just naturally evolved from there. But if you were to think back on what you needed when you first got started as an entrepreneur, what kind of advice would you give someone that is in the same spot that you were in years ago? So at the time, I didn't know I was, I wanted to build all this business, right? So if someone was to think about starting a, a career as an entrepreneur, like a service provider, a coach, a consultant, I would say start building your audience from day one, because you're going to need it down the road. And it takes time. It takes time to organically build your audience, build those relationships, build the trust. Make yourself visible and and top of mind with your audience. So I would say that. Yeah. So get in those Facebook groups, get on all the social channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, these days, TikTok. I haven't really uh, conquered TikTok myself quite yet. I'm I'm definitely dragging my feet there, but no, it's coming. Um, So have the conversations, get your audience, get the email list going. So that way, when you do have something to sell, people already know, like, and trust you. Yes, even if on day one, you don't know exactly which product you're going to build. And it's fine because you get you need clarity for that. But start building your audience. And by the way, you said that you were uncomfortable with TikTok. That's the thing. Where does your audience, your target audience hangs out? Maybe they are not on TikTok. Like for me, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. TikTok to me doesn't make sense because I don't find my clients there. <laughs> I agree with you there. I think that's why I haven't really placed an emphasis on TikTok because I found that LinkedIn is really where a lot of the people that I'm resonating with are because it's people that were in corporate or are in corporate and looking for for something more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how you and I were able to connect. And I'm so glad that this connection happened. Absolutely. And there are more and more people transitioning out of corporate, male and female, both. 
Yes. It started really happening towards around the pandemic where people got a little taste of what life looked like in a different way, where they did have a little bit more time freedom and they were able to be present with their families. And part of that is people were able to get into course creation. So that's another reason why they're able to have this time freedom is because they've been able to figure out how to create passive income. And again, that's really what you help your clients do is to create a life where they are still generating money, even when they're sleeping, when they're hanging out with their family, or even in some cases when their energy levels are a little bit lower. So thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit about your process and how you work with your clients with course creation. If people wanted to access your course freebie and look a little bit further into what it would be like to work with you, where could they go ahead and find out more? So I'm on LinkedIn all the time, Sophie Van Tegelen, or my website, sophievantigelen.com. Wonderful. And it will be linked in the show notes as well as your link to Kajabi as well. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me, Megan. You know those people that just give away so much value that you leave thinking, wow, if that was free, I wonder what it would be like to work with them. That was Sophie for me. Sophie has clearly done all the research and tested countless strategies before developing her own tried and true course building framework for solopreneurs on a budget. Let's break down some of her advice for building a course of your own. One, gain clarity around the skills that you have to offer. Two, understand your audience and their needs. Three, engage in market research before you build your course. Four, develop a skeleton outline. Five, build an audience through free lead magnets while you build the program. And lastly, six, keep it short in order to avoid overwhelm. All right, self-starter, are you ready to start making your passive income? Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Self-Starter Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on the latest content. Want even more? Be sure to head to selfstarter.com. And remember, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. See you next time.